Finding Purpose, The Song of My Life, Episode 39, A Son to His Mother and Sharing Hearts. Welcome back, friends. We were surprised to receive a quick note from Nadia that she had booked her flights. She would be arriving on January 18th and staying until February 11th. I called my parents from the Dome at Living Waters to give them the good news, and then we could all start making plans for her stay. Thomas had promised that we would be waiting for her at the airport in San Francisco when she arrived. She was apprehensive about flying to the USA all the way from the walled city of West Berlin, but since her husband had not been in good health for many years, she was used to traveling alone. Of course, it was also a big financial investment, but it was worth it to her because she longed to see her son again. I would like to share with you Thomas's last letter before she left. As I have attempted to translate this long German letter, I am fascinated by his honesty and how he openly confesses to her some of the terrible things that he had done when he was a boy. In this letter, he talks about the subject of spirituality because this is what he had in common with his mother. But gradually, their relationship and the topics of discussion had dramatically changed. I think there are many points that he makes that other people can relate to. Sometimes their communication is heartbreaking to hear of her struggles and his longing to reach out to her. I think their letters were very unusual, especially considering that he was only 23. Maybe it was actually easier discussing these deep and personal issues in letter form rather than talking face to face. This way, there was time in between to process the information and then thoughtfully respond. Perhaps you will find yourself in one of the stories about their lives and the interesting relationship they shared. He begins this letter in a very poetic mood. He was sitting outside at the Redwood table in front of the big house when he started writing on a Sunday afternoon. Dear family, greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. We love all of you. Today, it is a beautiful sunny day, bright blue skies, tall trees, bushes, and green grass. Everything has been washed and cleansed by the abundance of rain we have had. Thanks be to God for his wonderful creation and his only son, Jesus. All who believe in him have also been washed clean. He has saved us, brought us into the light, and filled us with the radiance of his glory. This might sound a bit flowery, but it is the simple truth. God has brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light through faith in his son, Jesus Christ. The three of us are doing exceptionally well and rejoicing in eternal life. We are growing in leaps and bounds. Christine and I are growing spiritually and Naomi physically. She has started to crawl and has two more teeth. It's new for us as parents, learning to teach her what she is allowed to do and not do. But it is more than joyous to guide her and bring her up in the way she should go. We already see fruit as she grows, and she is such a sweet and delightful little girl. At the same time, we need to be careful not to let her get away with everything just because she's so cute. It reminds me of myself when I was a cute child. My foolish and stubborn will got me into all kinds of mischief. It might sound strange to hear me say this now, because I always preach the importance of a liberal upbringing when I got older. 
Thank God that I am born again and know what true freedom is. Freedom in the spirit, because Jesus said, the truth will set you free. In my own little selfish world, I had convinced myself that I was free, but I was not committed to anyone or anything. Nothing was important to me, and because of karma, I believed I could do whatever I wanted. What a deceptive lie that was. I had developed a level of educated spirituality. This led me to believing that I could help my fellow man. But because of the pride that was blinding me, I was fooling myself. It is only through the grace of God that the truth about Jesus Christ caused me to believe and receive salvation. From that very moment on, my life was completely and perfectly transformed. My old man died. I am a new creation, cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. All of the spiritual teachers that you have followed must be born again. My mother, my grandmother, my brother, and my father must be born again. Otherwise, they cannot see, let alone live in God's kingdom. And what a blessed life that could be, having a personal relationship with your Creator and Heavenly Father. Then you would belong to His family and know His love. The Bible describes true love as patient, kind, not jealous, and not arrogant. It does not seek its own, is not provoked, and does not take into account when treated wrongly. Love does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices in truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes and endures all things, and never fails. No one has greater love than he who gave his life for his friends. And it is this kind of love that Christine and I experience here at Living Waters. We are between 70 to 80 people now. We share our meals together. We sing together. We work together and rejoice as we carry each other's burdens. We are a real family. It's nothing like an organization or club where you have to sign a paper to join. As I write to you, it is without bitterness or criticism. When I look back at our family, it does make me sad because we never had this kind of closeness. We enjoyed some nice times, but it wasn't true joy or love. Did we ever sit together and share our hearts like open books? I don't mean like group therapy that tries to delve into psychological questions about family relationships, but rather heartfelt love because we trust each other. My earliest memories are that I learned to lie, I stole from my brother and from my parents. My goal was always taking advantage of everyone so that I could get what I wanted. And the very few times that I made something as a gift, colored a picture, or did something nice, it was out of selfishness. I wanted to get attention and be complimented. And when I got older, I realized that we had learned to tolerate each other, but loving care was definitely missing. In the Bible, there is a verse that says, All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us have turned to his own way. But God 
has so loved the world that he gave his only son to find and bring us to the true pastures. He wants that we turn away from going our own direction and bring us to the path that leads to the truth. Another verse in Proverbs says, There is a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Please turn from going the way that seems right to you. Jesus Christ is the only way, the only truth, and true life. Another verse that explains the miracle that I experienced is where God says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh. All that is required is that you repent from going your own way and believe in Jesus. He said to a woman in the Gospel of John in chapter 11, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. I really do not know if you can understand what I am writing about, but what can I say except the sheer truth? Our world goes by the following rule. Be friendly to one another. Tolerate everyone. Do not come too close or step on anyone's toes. The only reason I might be stepping on your toes is because I'm worried about you. You are getting older and eternity is waiting. If only you would choose to live in the light of truth. Mother, you wrote that in the past, you had immediately opened yourself up to Eastern religions and that you don't know why you were not interested in the Christian way. Dear Mother, I also do not know, but one thing I do know is that you cannot come to God on your own terms. You said that my letters have caused you to be worried and troubled. That is because the spiritual path you have taken is far from the truth. Through God's grace and His Holy Spirit, you are beginning to realize that something extraordinary is taking place. Your mind is struggling to understand and accept the gospel, that Jesus has shed His blood, that you might be saved. That is very humbling, isn't it? That means that someone other than yourself must save you. There are no good works that can save you. Your years of studying, going to lectures, and practicing astrology are worth nothing. All of us must lay down our pride and accept this fact. You will not find the truth in your own heart, because you haven't opened it to Jesus yet. I know that you have gone through many years of hard work, troubles, and fears, and that life without Jesus has taught you to depend on yourself and your own understanding. God requires a simple, childlike faith that is the opposite of your ways, and yet faith in Jesus is the only truth that will save you and bring you into God's light. You also wrote that you want to become close to me, but you can't. Do you really think that your beliefs in astrology and reincarnation stand between us? Is that so important? Mother, you can come close to me. I am your son. I love you and I understand you. I do not reject you, but open my arms out to you. Please just trust me. I will not laugh or condemn or judge you. The ingredients that are firmly anchored in my soul are peace, joy, and righteousness through God. These truths do not stand in between our hearts. 
Mother, please do not hold on so tight to your philosophies. It is nice that you have bought yourself another book about the history of Israel and the time of Jesus. Let me say this, though. Jesus Christ is much more than a historical figure that appeared in the past. History book writers try to explain intellectually who Jesus was. But the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are lost. Jesus is Lord. He has conquered the grave, and he is alive today. He is knocking on the door of your heart, and when you open it, he will come in and have fellowship with you. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and the same forever. I wrote in my last letter about the state of my spirituality in the past. I told you that deep within my heart there was an emptiness and coldness. But before you say that you don't sense that, perhaps you should probe your own heart. I cannot judge what is going on in your heart, but I know that I am not some special case. All of us have a void without the light of Jesus. It is true that we all have different life stories, but what we do have in common with every person in this world is that each one of us has a choice to make. Every individual will have to decide whether to accept Jesus as the Savior or to reject him. I will close now and want to tell you how happy Christine, Naomi, and I are that we will see you soon. It is Monday night, and I'm glad that I can write you this letter. Please read it with your heart. It is the truth. God bless you. We send our love to all of you, and especially to Papa. You might like to hear that I have been playing the flute a lot in these past few weeks. Jesus loves you. Now, that was a very bold and direct challenge that he ended the letter on, and I can only imagine what kind of effect his words had on Nadia, knowing that she would be seeing him soon. And there is still one portion of the letter where he wrote about his childhood that I purposely left out. Here you can listen to him tell that story from the tape that I have. After this recording, I will give you the translation in English. Once. Um, ja, so mit 11, 12, dann habe ich mich ziemlich von zu Hause losgeeist. Ich habe viele Abende habe ich äh, im Aki verbracht. Ja? Da bin ich mal hingegangen am Bahnhof Zoo und bin einfach rumgehangen, weil zu Hause, das, was sollte ich zu Hause? Und was meine Beziehung zu Gott anbetraf, ich hatte überhaupt keine Beziehung zu ihm. Ich bin zum Konfirmationsunterricht gegangen, bin auch richtig konfirmiert worden, aber das war einfach nur halt... Eine Sache. Ich wusste nicht, dass Gott richtig existiert, dass er mich persönlich liebt und dass er einen Plan hat für mein Leben. Und nach der Konfirmation dachte ich, na prima, jetzt ist das erledigt, jetzt kann ich die Kirche in die Ecke schieben und, und weiter ging es. Und ich habe dann äh, mich nur halt für mein Vergnügen gelebt. Ich, ich äh, habe halt in den Tag hineingelebt. Ich habe dann auch eine gewisse Zynik entwickelt. Ja, das, das war ja auch modern. In meiner Generation, dass man richtig schön locker ist und zynisch und, und uh, halt richtig so selbstbewusst auftritt. Naja, was kümmert mich morgen? Ich lebe heute. Nimm alles, was du heute kriegen kannst. Wer denkt überhaupt an morgen? Und mit so einer Einstellung, dann habe ich vielen Menschen aber Verletzungen zu When I was 11 or 12, I began staying away from home. I spent many evenings hanging out at the main train station in Berlin called the Bahnhof Zoo. Why should I be bothered to stay at home? 
and concerning my relationship to God, I had absolutely no relationship to him. I went to the Lutheran confirmation classes and was confirmed there, but that was only a thing that was required to do. I didn't know that God really exists, that he loves me, and that he has a plan for my life. And then after the confirmation, I thought, prima, I endured that. Now I can push the subject of church out of my mind. Then everything continued as usual. I lived only for my personal pleasure, just drifting through life. I began to develop a cynical outlook. That was also cool at the time. In my generation, we were extremely cynical and void of morals. I had the appearance of confidence and the attitude that nothing is important. Who cares about tomorrow? Take everything you can get and don't worry about tomorrow. And here is another part of his story where he talks about all the trouble he got into when he was very young. This is what he says. Um, wie gesagt, ich hab, ich bin halt ziemlich freizügig aufgewachsen und es hat natürlich bewirkt, wie bei jedem Kind, wo das geschehen kann, dass all die Torheit und Rebellion und der Eigensinn, der in dem Kinderherzen steckt, der hat sich schön mächtig entwickelt und es ähm, ging so weit, dass ich für ein Jahr musste ich dann in einen Heimbesuch mitmachen, weil es einfach zu Hause, es ging nicht mehr, ich hatte einen Bruder, wir haben uns es hat nur gekracht praktisch und es ging nicht mehr weiter. Und ich habe dann so richtig, bin richtig eingestiegen in das, in, das, in das Leben zu lügen, zu stehlen, zu klauen. Ich war im äh, Jugendgefängnis für zwei Wochenenden und habe wahrscheinlich, äh, äh, wie viele in meinem Alter, in der Situation, bin einfach losgegangen und habe einen bestimmten Lebensstil entwickelt, der eigentlich damit zusammenzufassen war, dass ich sehr eigensinnig war und halt mit allen Mitteln gelernt hatte, meinen Willen durchzusetzen. Und äh, auch hatte Gott, wie er das mit allen Menschen macht, er gibt uns natürliche Gaben. My parents were divorced, and so I grew up without many boundaries. And of course, that resulted, like any other child in these circumstances, that the foolishness, rebellion, and stubbornness in my heart was free to develop. It went so far that I was sent to live for a year in a youth center. My mother couldn't handle me and all the trouble I caused. My brother and I got into some serious fights. Then I completely entered into a life of stealing and lying, which landed me in jail for underage kids for two weekends. Like other youth in my situation, I took off following this pattern and created my own lifestyle. The main thing was, I had learned because of my selfish, headstrong will to get what I wanted, no matter what the costs were. In closing today, as you can hear, his life had taken a sad turn at an early age. I remember when I met him, sitting in his room and listening to him tell me that he had no hope or faith. He had very little connection anymore to his family, though he still lived at home and went to high school. The music and drug scene where he spent most of his time was his home. But as you have listened to our story throughout the episodes, you have heard about the miracle that God did in his life. That transformation his mother had not yet personally witnessed. So stay tuned for my next episode to hear about her adventures in California. If you would like to see my photos of those days, follow me on Instagram under the name Van Doren Christine, and check out my YouTube channel that includes interviews with my daughter Naomi. Take care, friends, and bye for now.